catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, June 16th. I'm Jacob Sedesi. And I'm Violet Comber-Wylan. And this is The Point from WUFT News. March for Our Lives is a leading advocacy group pushing for gun control. It was a movement created following the February 14th shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. But this movement has continued with hundreds of chapters nationwide hoping to end gun violence. As WUFT's Carissa Allen tells me, a March for Our Lives protest in Gainesville last Saturday continued to push for these ideals, especially after the recent Uvalde school shooting. Here's Carissa. So hundreds of protesters gathered in Bo Diddley Plaza downtown and then marched along University Avenue and then down South Main Street to Depot Park where the rally actually ensued. And then at Depot Park, there were, I'd say, over a dozen speakers um, just kind of advocating for stricter gun control laws. And then there were also tents scattered throughout the park, like Moms Demand Action and um, the UF College Democrats advocating for the same thing. So tell me a little bit about the people you spoke to for the story. I saw that one of your first interviews was with a Marjorie Stoneman Douglas alumna. Yeah, so Brooke, um, the first person I mentioned in the article, who's my lead, she really stood out to me just because she was wearing the burgundy um, MSD shirt. So I went up to her and she was an MSD alumna. So she wasn't at the school um, when the shooting occurred. She was at UF, but she had marched um, from Bo Diddley Plaza on March 24th, 2018, when the original March for Our Lives movement started kind of in the wake of Parkland. And so she marched for the lives of 17 students that were a part of her community at home. And she just voiced kind of feeling a sense of deja vu and also frustration that she marched four years ago and people were promising that these things would never happen again. And yet four years later, she feels like she's in the exact same place. And then I also um, walked up to Odysseus, who was a mother of two. So her son was a fourth grader, which is the same age as many of the children in the Uvalde school shooting. And then she said she had a special needs daughter and she choked up because she said her daughter doesn't register fear. So even if there is an active shooter drill, her daughter doesn't know to be quiet. And she said that could get her and her classmates killed. And she just went silent um, after saying that and she wiped tears from her eyes. Um, so you can really sense the devastation and fear that she sends her children to school with every day. Um, but she also said she's a substitute school teacher at the school her kids attend. But even if, again, there was an active shooter drill, she would have to protect her own students. She couldn't get to her children, um, which was really frightening for her to say. And then Jennifer Dungan, she is a very active uh, volunteer with Monster Man Action. And she said her son says, I love you every day before he gets out of the car in the morning because he doesn't know if he'll see his mom in the afternoon. And I feel like so often you hear from parents that they send their children to school with fear, but not so much that children sense that fear of going to school. So I just thought that was really interesting to hear. Can you go more into depth about the advocacy groups that were at the event? I'd say Moms Demand Action had the biggest presence. They we're giving out like a phone number code uh, for people to text. Um, and that was giving people information on how to contact their representatives. And they really had the most resources to offer protesters at the rally. 
um, the UF College Democrats president was there and he kind of spearheaded the vigil that took place. Um, so he was the one that um, was in charge of making those canvases that you saw on the ground with um, the names of the lives lost in Parkland and Uvalde um, with candles by their names and placed flowers um, on those canvases as well. So I noticed that you covered a Bands Off Our Bodies rally in Gainesville a few weeks ago, which focused on pro-abortion rights. Did you notice that these two protests that you covered had any similarities? I do enjoy covering protests because everyone is so willing to speak to you and everyone is so passionate about the cause that they're marching for. And I feel like, in a sense, these two protests were similar because there was just that general feeling of exasperation and frustration. So I think it's just that frustration of trying to hear your voice heard at the national level and create that change on the national level. Um, and I think that's that's really hard to do. But then again, at the same time, I believe both the Bands Off Our Bodies protests and the March for Our Lives protests was two local protests um, that were part of a larger nationwide movement. That was WUFT's Carissa Allen on a recent march against gun violence. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Broadband internet access could be coming to more rural areas of Florida. Florida Politics reports that officials say even though Florida is one of the most connected states in the U.S., 5% of Floridians still do not have access. Though expanding to these areas will be expensive, bipartisan collaboration occurring at all levels of government could help find the money to expand newer technologies to these areas. Separately, the Gainesville City Commission will potentially vote on whether to expand municipal broadband access in the city later today. A Boynton Beach synagogue is suing the state over its new law prohibiting abortion after 15 weeks. The Associated Press reports the lawsuit argues that the law goes against the Jewish teachings that abortions are necessary in cases where the mental or physical health of a woman could be harmed. The lawsuit, filed in Leon County Circuit Court, says this means the privacy and religious rights of Jewish women are being intruded upon by the government. This is the second challenge to the law after Planned Parenthood and other reproductive health care organizations sued earlier this month. The two lawsuits are expected to be combined into a single suit. Disney has delayed moving 2,000 high-skilled jobs from California to Florida. WMFE reports these jobs were supposed to be moved by this year. However, amid the company's public battle with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over the parental rights and education law, the earliest expected opening date for the Lake Nona campus is now 2026. The company said in a statement the change was made to give people more time to move. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jacob Sedesi. And I'm Violet Comer Weiland. And you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.